I canceled one series and subbed in another. We had been talking about worship from the standpoint of the who, what, the when, where, and maybe sometimes the how of worship, and uh, we were interrupted a few times with different things, and that's okay. But it just gave me an impetus to, uh, to reevaluate where we were going with the series, and so I, uh, I made, a, I made a, a change. I called an audible. And the new series is still on worship. It doesn't have a title. It just has this picture. But it has a subtitle. It's a collection of short sermons on worship to stick in your shoe. And the idea is that if you've ever had a rock, a pebble in your shoe, you've got to walk around with that until you decide to stop and deal with it. Somebody told me recently that um, the thing they liked about my sermons is that they can't, they can't get rid of them during the week. I think that was a good thing. But something in a message that sticks with you, maybe until the Spirit of God deals with it in such a way that, that you've dealt with it on a level God wants you to, I likened it to that, that pebble in your shoe. And until you deal with it, God and the Holy Spirit are going to keep, keep reminding you. This is here. You've got to deal with it. I, I, think, I think messages should be that way sometimes. And I think if there's a topic that, that should be like that, I think it's the topic of worship. I've told you now several weeks in a row that worship is your eternal occupation. Do you know that? If there's any one thing that needs to get stuck in your shoe, it's got to be teachings on worship. If you don't get this, you miss it all. It is your eternal occupation. And so I'm not going to spend much time. I'm just going to give you another little pebble this morning. John chapter 4, the passage that Craig so gently read earlier. It's probably the most important passage on worship in your New Testament. It's probably the most gone-to passage on worship in your New Testament. It's the, it's the Isaiah 6 of the Old Testament, if you will. If you're going to teach on worship, you've got to talk about John chapter 4 because it's Jesus talking about worship. And so here's the rock for your shoe. Here's just that small thing that's got to go with you this week that you have to deal with. In that passage, we find that God the Father is seeking worshipers. Have you ever noticed that? If you're going to deal with the topic of worship, you have to come to grips with John chapter 4 where Jesus, who is God, the Son of God, says that the Father is seeking worshipers. Notice a couple things. Number one, it is God who is doing the seeking. We talk about seeker-sensitive worship in our churches these days, in our leadership of churches these days. Truth be told, there is someone who is seeking, but it's not you and I. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 that none of us are good. No, not one. And none of us seek God. None of us. In and of ourselves, we don't have it in us, in our sinful selves, to go looking for God. And so that Holy Spirit whispers to us, and we start to turn our ear to the Father. It may seem like you're doing the seeking, but guess what? The Bible says that theologically correct would be that God is the seeker. Did you know that God is seeking? I can't think of another place in Scripture that says God seeks anything else. The one and only place in Scripture that says the Father is seeking something 
it says that the Father is seeking worshipers. Nothing else. Worshippers. I think there's got to be some weight to that. If there's one and one thing only that God is seeking, that thing should be important. Now, notice what the thing is. It says that the Father is seeking worshipers. Notice that he is not merely seeking worship. Circle in your Bible if you want to the ERS on that word. The Father is seeking worshipers. That means that he's seeking you, people. God is not this megalomaniac who just needs worship. The intent of the Father is to find you. It made me think of Genesis. It made me go back all the way to the beginning. When Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned, what did they do? They hid themselves. They attempted to cover themselves. And God comes back onto the scene and He says, Adam, where are you? Since the Garden of Eden, God has been seeking us. The Father has been the hound of heaven, one theologian said, searching after us. The Father in heaven seeks worshipers, not merely worship. And that should be you. He should find that quality in you. Does He find it in you? When He looks down from the edge of His throne, is He finding a worshiper in you? John chapter 4, the passage we read, this great passage on worship, you need to know that it's in the context, not of worship, but it's in the context of evangelism. Jesus is having this conversation with the woman at the well to bring her to the point of the gospel, to an understanding of her sinfulness and his ability to be the one and only thing that completely satisfies her need. The conversation turns to that of worship, whether she's whether she's asking a question out in left field or not, that, that's not important. In the midst of this conversation of evangelism with Jesus himself, we find, we find these nuggets of worship. But don't miss this. The point of the gospel, the point of the evangelism of Jesus himself is not your ticket to salvation. It's not your ticket to heaven. Do you know that? The end purpose of the gospel message, the end purpose of evangelism from Jesus to our evangelism is not your ticket to heaven. The end purpose of evangelism, whether Jesus or ours, is to be the glory of God found in worshipers. And those worshipers are to be you and I. You know, maybe you thought that your salvation terminated on you. Maybe you thought that the purpose and the goal, the end result of your salvation was so that you could get to heaven, and certainly you do. Maybe you thought that Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection were just the means to your salvation, but that is not the end. Your salvation is a means to the glory of God and His worship. You see, when Jesus has this conversation about worship in the midst of evangelism, Scripture means to communicate to us that all of our salvation should culminate in our worship. It is our eternal occupation. God is seeking worshipers. The question for you to stick in your shoe this week is, does He find an acceptable worshiper in 
you. Pray with me. Dear Father, if you're seeking worshipers, I pray you find, I find them here. I pray you find them in this collection of so-called believers. I pray you find acceptable worshipers right here. Father, I pray that our worship, as you go on to say in John chapter 4, is in spirit and in truth. Father, if, if worshipers are the one and only thing you're seeking, I pray you find one in me. Father, if worship is my eternal occupation, I pray you find it in me. I pray you find me doing my job faithfully, wholeheartedly. Lord, I pray that, that when you come to my house, I pray that when you come seeking in my heart, that you do not just find empty religion, that you do not just find empty songs being sung from my lips. I pray that you do not just find what you found in the first century among the people of Israel, the form without, without anything behind it. Father, I pray you find true worship in me. Lord, I pray you find true worship in the hearts of these who now stand to sing again. Father, stick this pebble of worship truth in our, in our hearts this morning. And don't let us sleep well until we've dealt with the question. Father, do you find acceptable worship in us? We pray in Jesus' name. It is our cornerstone.